When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, Matt Lieb here. This is just a quick announcement about a live podcast that's going to be happening tomorrow in Portland, Oregon. Not pod yourself a gun it's, uh, or broadcast. This is actually a live The Bituation Room with Francesca Fiorentini uh, with her special guest, me, Matt Lieb, her fiance, future husband. Um, it's going to happen at the Alberta Abbey in beautiful Portland, Oregon at 7 o'clock p.m., September 2nd, 2021. Um, yeah, so tomorrow, that's uh, Thursday, September 2nd, uh, Francesca and I are going to be in Portland doing this amazing show. Uh, tickets are going fast. You know, uh, we're going to have the link in the show notes to buy tickets. Um, or you can, you know, just type in what I say, bit.ly slash capital T, capital B, capital R, capital P, Portland. That's Portland with a capital. Uh, it's case sensitive. So you got to, you know, capital T, capital B, capital R, capital P, Ortland. So uh, go ahead, get your tickets right now. Vax cards and masks are required because we still got, you know, a global pandemic going. But it's going to be a great time. There's other special guests. We're going to talk politics. We're going to talk that weird Eric Clapton song that came out. Um, we're going to talk all sorts of stuff. It's going to be great. And we would love for you to get your tickets now because you know what? At some point, there's also going to be a live Pod Yourself a Gun with me and Vince Mancini. And, uh, you know, if you want that to happen, this has also got to happen. So this got to go well. We got to prove to the world that live podcasts are good. Um, the point is, please get your tickets now. It's going to be a lot of fun. And come say hi afterwards if you do uh, show up uh, and hang out with us, you know, for a little bit. Not for too long. We're going to want to go to sleep eventually. Um, all right. Without further ado, let's listen to this week's Pod Yourself a Gun. Hi, I'm Matt Lieb. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod, Pod Yourself a Gun. Gun. A Sopranos podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Sopranos and, and talk, talk about, about it. it. We're very excited to have all of you joining us once again uh, just from reminder, uh, five stars in review. I know I do this every time. I know it pisses off Vince, but it's just one of those things that I've kind of attached my own self-worth to how many uh, reviews we get on the Apple Podcast Store. Um, and I'm not even sure that it actually matters. But at this point, I've gone too deep into mm. like connecting this to my self-worth. Just I can't subscribe stop. to the Patreon. That's how I judge our self-worth. 
Oh yeah, I mean that's like actual worth though. So yeah, do mm-hmm. that. More more importantly, do that. Patreon.com slash broadcast. Uh, you know, you get all the bonus episodes and you get to uh listen to us twice a week instead of just once a week. Like only true fans listen to us twice a week. That's right. Anyways, <laughs> uh five stars in review or just go to the Patreon and subscribe. Do that right now. Okay. Now that we've gotten all that out of the way, ladies and gentlemen. Our guest today for uh, season five, episode nine, unidentified black males. Uh, he is a wonderful podcaster. You've heard him on the Daily Zeitgeist. You've heard him on 420 Day Fiance, and you've heard him on this podcast uh, in a previous season. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for our guest, Miles Gray. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, fellas, for having so, me. Here. So stoked to have you back, man. It's been oh, too man. long. We last time I was I did it, it was at uh whose place was that at? That was at Vince's place, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, That's damn. when Vince Yeah, when wow. shit. Yeah, yeah. It's been a yeah. minute. What season yeah. was that? I that was think like that was two second? Yeah, yeah, second season. That was back when Vince uh, was still lived in L.A. He was here for like mm-hmm. one year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then his dumb ass went and fell in love and got a wife, and now he's, you know. And now I have now, a pool, so everything's good. Dude, what? Yeah, dude. <laughs> you got a his wife, wife, bro? Yeah, he That's got right. a wife. That's sick, dude. I yeah. guess. <laughs> but you got a pool, too, so that's cool. Wait, All where right. do you live right now? Where are you? Fresno. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, that's he's, right. a, that's where all, he's a hometown yeah. hero, dude. That's where all the big just, wops live, Fresno. Yeah, it's you, a, got, <laughs> you got that lifted truck too with the Blue Lives Matter. That's, uh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have a hat that says "Come and Take It" uh, mm-hmm. and a grunt style T-shirt. It's great. Yeah, you got the Calvin pissing on a CRT for Critical Race Theory. <laughs> that's, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin hates just, that. Yeah, yeah. but no, fucking. this is. I'm fucking stoked to be here. I I can't stop fucking talking about the sopranos ever in my life it's impossible to not talk about it um number one because it's a great show and number two yeah. because uh it seems like everyone all at the same time started watching or re-watching the sopranos on the internet and we right. started this podcast with kind of just like you know it's a good show the sopranos right uh let's just let's just do a you know series about that and i like to think that we inspired a generation of posters yeah we you know? really are the voice of our generation, uh, absolutely. As, as Lena Dunham said on Girls, the Butterfly Effect, it's us. Yeah, you, know? mm-hmm. you guys start a podcast, and then boom, we're right back here. It's the a top of mind show all the exactly. time. Mm-hmm. Exactly, I see, it. I see it. It's the Butterfly Effect. We start a podcast about The Sopranos, and then one thing leads to another, and a baby hangs himself in the womb. I'm sorry. Did you guys ever see the butterfly effect uh, alternate ending? No, I didn't see the movie at all. Oh, there's an alternate. Yeah, the the Ashton Kutcher movie. Uh, there like there's an alternate ending to it that they like cut and like uh, it's only available on the DVD. He literally like the movie is he's just trying to make it so that his girlfriend, you know, the woman he loves, is either doesn't die or doesn't have a terrible life. And by the end, he realizes the only way to do it is if he never lived. So in the (laughs) womb, he like goes back in time to when he's a baby in the womb and he hangs himself with his umbilical cord. That's real. Are you fucking serious? 100% serious. Holy shit. How... What the? How do you even rationalize that you have this dexterity or you know like <laughs> intellect in the womb to fucking do that? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I guess like when he goes back in time to be different versions of He's himself. Like, be an adult still with my yeah, knowledge. Maybe his brain, yeah, his brain stays knowing stuff. Mm-hmm. So that as a baby, he's like, "Oh, I could, I could figure this out easily." I thought I mean, you just, were gonna say yeah. that it ended with uh, the plane crashing into the World Trade Center on nine eleven, like that. It uh, should have. Remember that one Robert Pattinson movie where it was like oh, a yeah. rom com with him and <laughs> yeah. the annoying chick from Lost, and then it's and all of a sudden, like at the end, it's like smash cut to nine eleven. Yeah, surprise nine eleven endings were. I think that was my favorite error in film. Remember me. Yeah that movie yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah isn't it like too like the thing is like she's writing the date on the chalkboard <laughs> yeah like it's one of the rumors like oh, oh she shit. Was september 11th bro. i remember that day that was oh, a bad day fuck bro fuck. i remember we fucking drove down ventura boulevard with an american flag that friday <laughs> they, they wanted to make the title never forget me but it was uh, a little too on the nose too on the yeah. nose yeah. they're like remember me instead yeah but uh, let's talk about the Sopranos real quick. Mm. Um, so, Another so Miles, more important thing to never forget: the Sopranos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. The best show ever made, or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're, you're a big fan uh, of the Sopranos, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, is this um, like how, how many rewatches do you think you've done of this show, or is this like the first or second? Six. Six. All right. Maybe. Yeah. Enough. So yeah. do you like? Um, because I just I do it like every couple of years. Because when I do it too close to each other, I start saying the lines. And yeah, I'm like, this is just like turning into some weird like Disney sing along video, <laughs> you know, from like when you're a kid, and, like it's a kid karaoke. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I it's love like those. bro karaoke, uh, where I'm like watching these go fucking quiz, <laughs> the chair, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like. So I have to give it, you know, I gotta I gotta space it out, space out the hits. And yeah, what's yeah. funny is I was getting. Uh, my partner into it and we were watching it and she was really vibing with it and we got to like we lost momentum like uh like eight months ago with the show and so i was like about to rewatch you know i was like oh let me get back into it because i'm gonna do the show in like a week and i the fucking episode was this one we left off. oh wow and i was like oh shit okay so you know it felt very very in the 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 universe if that's possible yeah 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 yeah. i mean shit way to go the phone just rang. God damn it. I don't know how to not make it do that. Uh, also, Brent just entered the room. Oh, there oh, he is. I, I guess Brent is going to be here. Um, so I'll just tell you what we're nine minutes exact. God damn it. Use All the right. freaking um, use the top right of your computer where it says do not disturb. Okay, we're all good. So you still have not finished the show with your partner is what you're no. saying. No, she. this is the last one she saw. Nice. So yeah. this is... So this is perfect. Uh, this is like us trying to like, you know, the reason we started this podcast was so that we could rekindle uh, Sopranos based relationships uh, mm-hmm. who ha- had stopped in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. You know, every oh, guest. Thank God. Yeah. Public service. So, Are you guys getting money like a government grant for that? For the I mean, service? not yet, but I mean, should. eventually, though. Yeah we're, yeah. we're hoping those MacArthur's take notice. I know. Yeah. yeah, I know they gave Radiolab all that money for learning how to edit shittily. So we were hoping we could get some of that <laughs> over here. Yeah, we got a like couple geniuses putting... over here, yeah. bro. You want you want a genius? We don't put static in our show. So how about oh. that? Hmm. I, f- I fucking I'm you know I don't want this to be like a a podcast beef we're starting, but like fuck it. Seriously, Radiolab, do less. 
do something. You can just do Please a story. Just do left, left. Do left. For the love oh my of God. God. Just let me listen to audio. Well, I remember when fucking like Serial came out and um, that MailChimp ad became kind of a meme because yeah. everyone just kind of like, because it was like annoyingly cut. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And then you had that one person being like male kimp or no, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh I feel like Radio Lab was like, oh, let's just do that. Let's let's make all of our episodes as annoying as that <laughs> as fucking male chimp pre roll. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a goddamn worse. It's just yeah, it's like it's the episode of The Simpsons where Homer discovers uh video editing and <laughs> Lisa's like, you know there yeah. are other transitions besides the star wipe. And he's like, Yeah, <laughs> but why have hamburger when you can eat steak? That's the editing philosophy of Radio Lab. It's pretty great. But this is not Radio Lab. No, nor is this a, a podcast about other podcasts. Uh, no, this is a Sopranos podcast, all right? And mm-hmm. we, of course, cannot start the podcast without first playing the theme song. Pod. 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 Podcast. Pod. 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 Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. Today, we are going to be talking about from season five of The Sopranos, episode nine, Unidentified Black Males. Uh, And this episode premiered May 2nd, 2004. That was my birthday. No big deal. Um, And uh, Vince, can you uh, break us off a little piece of that synopsis, please? Tony finds out that his cousin wants a bigger share of responsibilities while Finn makes an embarrassing discovery about Vito. Mm. Yes, well, you know. I would say, like, is this the most famous plot twist in The Sopranos? Like, in my mind, this might stick out as being, like, the number one, like, whoa, what moment uh, in all of The Sopranos. I mean, it blew my mind. I I remember at the time um, being, I mean, it was just the reveal of Vito being gay was the most amazing reveal. It was like the red wedding of of the Sopranos. Uh-huh. Like yeah. instead of like people getting their throat slit though, it was just Vito <laughs> sucking some dude's cock. Yeah. And doing it well. Yeah. The security guard was like, I was like, yo, yeah, <laughs> look it up, bro. Like, what the fuck? Fucking security guard. He couldn't. Shoes he... are about to blow off. <laughs> <laughs> His hat shoots through the top of the sunroof. <laughs> His eyeballs just stick out like a cartoon. Yeah. He got, and I mean, Vito's like, hey, you know, what you? I got the gift. I thought that was kind of weak of the security guard. He could have been like, hey, Vito, like, just keep your head down there for like two more mm-hmm. seconds. But yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. He blew it. Instead, he was like, hey, Vito, check out this fucking asshole. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Hey, you heard of privacy, bro? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, Vince, what was happening uh, at the time that this episode came out? I mm-hmm. believe what you mean to say is that uh, mm-hmm. we need cultural context uh, of what was going on at the time in order to evaluate this art. And that's right. You know, for that, we have a segment we like to call the Remember When Machine. What? What? Teddy, daddy, mama, shoo, Remember then, 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 then. Remember. 
Remember when is the lowest form of conversation. That's right. We're going all the way back to May 2nd, 2004. It was mm. a Sunday. George I w- was 19. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> George W. Bush was the president. This was actually, uh, just to ground us in pop culture history, this was the week of the finale of the show Friends. Oh, oh wow. damn. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. You remember what happened on that one? Uh, I they think- were all dead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were <laughs> yeah. dead the whole time. It was all a and dream. then yeah, it turned out the island was just uh, purgatory. That's right. Uh the series finale closes <laughs> several long-running storylines. Ross confesses his love for Rachel and they right. decide to oh. resume their relationship. Uh Monica and Chandler adopt twins and move to the suburbs. Uh the episode's final scene shows the group leaving Monica and Chandler's apartment for the final time and going for one last cup of coffee. Oh. Mm. So sad. Um, yeah, I don't. I actually, I never really watched Friends, and I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like weirdly grateful about the fact that Friends really doesn't have much of like. Um, it's not incredibly memeified online. Yeah, um, it, it, not the way like Seinfeld is or The Sopranos is, you know, or, or like tons of other shows, even like Mad Men or whatever. Yeah, it's like for some reason. People, you know, they don't do the same thing that they do with like the Simpsons. Like that reminds me of the Simpsons episode where, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. something or other happens. And it makes me grateful that I completely missed the series. Well, because I, I, I watched the whole run and I will just say, you know, it was a perfectly pleasant show. There wasn't sure. anything that great about it. There wasn't anything right. that bad about it. It was fine. We had a good time while it lasted. Uh, and then it was over. And and that was fine. You know, some yeah, shows are just like I, that. I, I could never get into it. I just yeah. didn't. When it was on, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't pull, and it just. But I, when I, in retrospect, I've seen it, and I was like, yeah, you know, the 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 writing's funny, and there's there's shit here and there. But I think that maybe the difference is like, I guess the fan, the diehard fans of it, just aren't the kinds of people who are literate in memes, because I feel like if they were. They would, be, or you know, they, people just don't care to, and like maybe there's something about that quality. I would like yeah. to see more Cheers memes. I feel like of all of the sitcoms, totally. uh, to go back and watch Cheers holds up almost better than just about any like three camera uh, mm-hmm. sitcom. Um, oh really? Yeah, Cheers is like still solid in a way that like Friends isn't, and you know most mm-hmm. three camera sitcoms are not. So we got Wall Street chicanery. We got Israel news, uh, and then. We have uh, this article from the New York Post. Too much of a good thing. An up-to-the-minute look at the Olsons and the sexy secrets behind their new movie. Fuck. (laughs) You see a lot of Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen in New York Minute. There's the scene in which Jared Paladecki, who plays Mary-Kate's boyfriend, walks in on the girls dressed in nothing but bathrobes and towels. You ready to get Paladecked down? I'm sorry. <laughs> but then there are the parts you don't see or hear, such as Paladecki's original response. Oh, ho, ho, twins, he leered. But the line got cut after the first test screening, as did another of his body quips. Hey, I like a double mint party as much as anyone. Jesus. That's Mary-Kate right. and Ashley he's talking about. Not that long ago, they were kindergartners sharing the role of Michelle Tanner on ABC's Full House. But yeah, little girls grow up, and as the Olsen twins approach their 18th birthday on June 13th... Oh, they were not yet 18. They've Fuck. emerged as, well, let's just say it, sex symbols. Uh, as people grow, they change, says Mary-Kate. We're not here to be sexy, but we're here to be who we are. That's what their audience wants, too. Now yeah. that Mary-Kate and Ashley are older, they want to appeal to older girls, even ones in college, says New York Minute director Denny Gordon. 
Even girls in college. <laughs> girls like you that. You know, old folks like college kids. <laughs> girls like that don't want baby stuff. They want some romance and a couple of hunky guys macking on the twins. Ugh. Baby stuff? <laughs> Who wrote this? They don't want us to do any more music videos where we set up a lemonade stand, you know? They, uh, they, they, brother they, for sale. Yeah, a straight up brother for sale. Yeah. I knew, Oh, man, that is uh, that brings back some memories. It's a tricky yeah. balancing act the Olsons learned while they were working on New York Minute. I kept telling the girls I wanted their skirts a little shorter, Gordon recalls, but they said, what no, the this f- is cute enough. What the fuck, oh, dude? Damn. Gordon, and they're still not 18 when he was fucking directing. Gordon also axed a film blip of Ashley losing her towel and giving the audience what the director calls, quote, a flash of naked flesh. What the fuck, dude? I mean, yeah. it is honestly, I, I like sometimes I'm like, okay, I kind of get the cue stuff because mm-hmm. like this is, uh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, fucking perverts. There's yeah. sick people doing shit like this. And yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah. I don't think right. you need to be like murdering children to like drink the adrenochrome, you know, like in order to be this disgusting. I think they just like that Hollywood is just this perverted. That is uh, yeah, fucking. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of bad examples. So, so <laughs> it's weird on a couple of levels, just uh, in terms of like our culture was pervy enough that we were basically doing like the legality watch for the Olsen twins uh, in the yeah. New York post. Uh, but also, uh, I've always found the Olsen twins like kind of gross. That's just me. Uh, maybe I went maybe to school with them. Maybe their grossness came later. I don't know. Did you yeah. say you went to school with them? Yeah, yeah. They went to my same kindergarten through eighth grade. Damn. Oh no way. Yeah, and they were Where? never there. They were never there in North yeah, Hollywood. Shocking. Damn. Yeah, that's North that's... Hollywood. Um. Yeah, they were just. They were never. Th- you know, they were. They kind of. You know, they had your. They had their eye on your boy. You know what I mean? Keep oh, for eye. real? Yeah. yeah. You know? Did you ask uh, but, one of them out to like eighth grade, an eighth grade dance? You know, uh, the homegirl Madison was like, yo, you know, uh, Ashley's like, like wants to dance with you. And I'm like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but at the time, like they were, you know, when you're like 13. Yeah. Ki- kids who like, you know, as like babies on TV, like right. they're kind of just like, oh, yeah. Like you're all are just the Olsen twins. Yeah, they like, stay babies. Right, right, right. With the, well, right like the new girl who got really long hair. I feel like right. at a certain oh, she? <laughs> at a certain point they turned into like weird, uh, like boho uh, goblins. I don't know, mm-hmm. like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I just remember. I remember. I had a joke back in the day about how they they dress like the mic stand at an Aerosmith concert, where it's just like a yeah, little yeah, twig yeah. with a bunch of like scarves, <laughs> kind of like billowing off of it with smoke coming out the top. Yeah, they have like rest resting cocaine face too. Uh, you know, where it's like yeah. it's not that they particularly they're not I'm not saying that they're like anorexic or anything like that. It's just but the look on their face is like a clenched jaw and a really wide eye and you're yeah. just like uh so anyway, but like this article mm-hmm. is really interesting because I just read you like the first part. This thing has got to be like 5000 words about the what? fucking Olsen <laughs> twins. Like they go into detail about like the guy who wrote the rap song for the soundtrack of New York Minute and like w- the input that the Olsen twins ha- had uh, into the rap song. Uh, More gangsta was the exact quote the LA rapper Dwayne Tez Morgan heard after Mary Kate and Ashley listened to his first draft of Bling. Needless to say, <sighs> Tez was surprised. Surprised. We were tripping. Like, Mary-Kate and Ashley want some more bottom? 
18 hours later, they got it. <laughs> bling, bling, honeys, just keep it coming, Tez raps on the final version. Don't you know that you're rolling with me? Move in with your body stacking. You need to be in my passenger seat. Let's ride out in my Coupe de Ville. Just believe that you're coming with me. Cool, 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 cool. talking about fucking the twin? Like, I don't, (laughs) man. I don't know. It's weird. I didn't even know. trash. The odds was weird, man. Yeah. (laughs) Super weird. I'm so glad. That was my first year out of high school and shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was a fucking wreck in 2004. Jesus Christ, dude. I mean... Uh, you know, I just hope the Olsen twins are okay now. I hope they don't blame <laughs> themselves for the death of Heath Ledger. Um, <laughs> even though that I'm sure they were involved. Um, yeah, man. You know, yeah. Yeah. I hope they're all right. Yeah. Uh, top movies, Mean Girls, Man on Fire, 13 going on 30, Laws of Attraction. Uh, top pop song was Yeah by Usher and Lil Jon. Uh, mm-hmm. Top rock song is still Cold Hard Bitch uh, by Jet. I have a, one slight correction to make on that. I keep describing Cold Hard Bitch as the one that has the drum beat from Lust for Live. No, yeah, no, that's, that's actually not uh, that's Are You Gonna Be My Girl? R- right. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. Cold right. Hard Bitch is the one. Which is actually a better song, but I uh, mm, just wanted totes. to make sure that people n- know that I know the difference. Well, we've been uh, getting a lot of Jets letters. Now, just, yeah. 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 Um, all right. So that's, uh, that is a Remember When machine. And now we're going to get into the episode. Um, Vince, you read a great synopsis that we got from IMDb. Um, of course, as you know, um, and uh, I'm not sure if I was doing, I don't think I was doing this back in the second season when uh, you were on, Miles, but um, I always have my own version of the uh, episode synopsis that mm-hmm. uh, uh, I call the Bada B stories. And um, so here, oh, <laughs> here is uh, my Bada B stories for you all. Mm. A lot of auto-tune on this one, guys, so just uh, prepare. (laughs) Tony fails his cousin, his mama got him fainting, cracked his head right open, and that's no lie. Now Tony's cousin's limping, he's causing much suspicion, but both Tonys have a good reason why. Don't blame it on the fainting. Don't blame it on the peeps hit. Don't blame it on the mob life. Blame it on some black eyes. Don't blame it on the family. Don't blame it on the money. Don't blame it on the white man. Blame it on some black eyes. Lil Polly makes a gay joke to Eugene Ponta Corvo. He smashes a bottle through his teeth. Phineas is unemployed, he won't work at McDonald's, he won't take a job away from a minority. Don't blame it on the privilege, don't blame it on a hate crime, don't blame it on Italians, blame it on some black guys. Don't blame it on the white guys, don't blame it on the mob wives, don't blame it on my dad's crimes, blame it on some black guys. What up bitch, what up bitch. What up, bitch? My name is L.A. Matt. What up, All right, bitch? okay. What well, <laughs> I'm going to go on the record and say I agree with the oh, uh, emailer who said that you need to cut out with the auto-tune. 
because <laughs> like that was really great and i feel like you didn't need the auto tune i want to hear i want to hear your beautiful voice just uncut and unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was wall. a michael jackson song dude there's no fucking way i was i was literally trying to do it without auto tune and i was just <laughs> like this is impossible it, it turns out uh, you know i don't want to get canceled for this but michael jackson is a very good singer yeah yeah you know hard to do Hard he's to just do. being he's a child wanna... slave uh, at the mercy of your parents. Sometimes it produces good art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, or it's a just... really normal person. You know? <laughs> it's just a regular guy. Olsen twins, Jacksons. <laughs> you know, normal people from nothing, the TV. Nothing could have gone wrong back. Then. Nah, they're they're great. Um, but yeah, so this episode, I uh, I'm calling the alternate title for this one is uh, "Blame It on Some Black Guys" uh, mm. because the theme of this episode. I mean, it's is, already basically called that. I, I know right. it's, I, but you know, it's uh, I'm tying it into the song, so I figured uh, that's what I'm gonna call it. Right. What, what would you What would you give the alternate title as? Oh me, I mean, I, I would have called it "The Poverty of the Mezzogiorno." Oh sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, it's um, all about that. So let's just get into some uh, general thoughts about this episode. Um, uh, Vince, uh, what what did you think? Um, I feel like, yet again, that The Sopranos is really in its, uh, probably in its peak stretch. Like, almost every episode this season, I think, you know, you can make a case for this being the best Sopranos episode. I feel like this mm-hmm. is another one. Uh, it's got, like, multiple good storylines. It sets up, like, even better storylines. Uh, it's like funny and scary mm-hmm. and relevant in equal measure, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Every like every single plot line in this it has a lot of uh, a lot of food for thought, a lot of things to talk about. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It it's doing like all the best things the show does. Where like there's some good laughs, there's like good like what the fuck moments. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, a little bit of screaming, a little bit of love. You know, just it, it just yeah. does everything really well. So, yeah, yeah. I especially yeah. yeah, I especially liked uh, the Finn storyline, obviously, because like in the Finn storyline, you can basically like see the roots of like the slave trade and like capitalism, <laughs> capitalism <laughs> as a whole, which is basically you know you start out with these these good intentions uh, where he wants to help people, he wants to be a dentist or whatever but uh right. as soon as push comes to shove and he's not living as high on the hog as all his buddies he's like all right what do i gotta do i gotta go uh you know i gotta cut corners and and try to get a job so he gets his no-show job at the construction site and uh, what happens at the construction site is that big fight which uh you know he's initially horrified by horrified <laughs> fucking vomiting straight yeah. up vomiting so straight, up, straight up vomiting but like the speed with which uh, you learn to uh, like disregard the suffering of other humans when you have a little money in your pocket, uh, mm. that's, that, that's basically the arc there where it's like, okay, you know, yeah. this is pretty horrifying, but on the other hand, uh, yeah. my pockets aren't empty anymore. And, you know, we, I guess we got the good donuts today. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you have to weigh, you know, the pros and cons of any job. Like some jobs, it's like, yes. Some people get blinded by, you know, uh, getting a beer bottle thrown in their face for doing a homophobic joke. Mm-hmm. But the donuts are really good. Right. And yeah. Well, it's also like the, sort of the, the whole grifter mentality or, the you know, any sort of uh, predatory 
job mentality uh you know like it's kind of the kind of thing that some guy who works in like a boiler room or you know doing multi-level marketing uh would think which is that you know he's initially sort of horrified by this entire culture but then the but then that quickly shifts into well uh, as long as this kind of predatory shit is just going on, I guess I'd rather be on the team that's doing it as opposed to the team uh, that's getting preyed upon. Like you, pre- you pretty much quickly go into like, well, mm-hmm. you know, at least I'll be on the winning team in this whole uh, arrangement. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's not happening to me. Uh, you know, up until a point when he thinks it will, after he discovers Vito's dirty little secret. Um, <laughs> But uh, let's start with the opening scene. We got Tony B and Tony S uh, watching baseball outside, which uh, you know Vince, what you've is already this? explained is uh, yeah. I don't, I don't get your guys' thing about not watching TV outside. Well, That's it's a it's great... wheeling a it's a wheeling a whole ass TV outside. Sure, I don't, like, yeah, yeah. I don't have I never... an extra TV to like. There was like a TV in the house, so taking it outside was like, what the f- why the fuck are you taking it outside? I just never seen that. I've never seen someone like that. That reminds me of like movies that are like set in the '60s where everyone's listening to baseball on a mm-hmm. transistor radio. Like that, I you know understand, but like wheeling the TV out—that just seems. Uh, that did, I don't know. That did see, did seem like prison influenced, where uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, what's his name Tony B's a little used to, you know, having like just a little plug-in set that you you cart around places and you yeah. can put it outside while you eat your nachos. Totally. I mean those nachos. I wish they did a better shot of the nachos. Me yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of yeah. curious because the, the the description sounded nice. Yeah, straight up called. He called them super nachos, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he? Straight, yeah. They weren't yeah. just nachos. Yeah, I want to know what makes them super. super. Like, is there some gabagool yeah. on those nachos? Oh yeah. my god, gabagool nachos. Fuck, oh dude. Oh my god, prosciutto on there. Yeah, prosciutto. I mean, well, there's yeah. actually a whole nationwide uh italian meat recall going on right now salmonella right yeah 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 Yeah. and i don't know what to do because i just got some uh prosciutto and um and salami don't you Uh, waste that prosciutto i think i'm gonna eat it yeah Yeah. i think just like spray with lysol before (laughs) right it's exactly ivermectin and uh yeah 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 Yeah, ivermectin on there yeah dude i mean fucking I'll, I'll, and I'll call it a bone ivermectin. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> oh, yo, with, with super nachos, like the Italian style, it would be like burrata. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, and like, you know, crustini, but just so much that it's like Fuck. nacho style. And then the the cold cuts on there. Ooh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I like that. Like a Holy shit. sort of like a panzanella kind of uh, yeah, yeah, situation. But just, yeah, but you make it somehow, you take the little, you know, like a dried meat, like slices a of bread or ciabatta or something. Yeah, so roast, toasted ciabatta is your chips. Yeah, loaded oh panzanella. Fucking oh a. My God, Let's make do that, it, right. bro. Let's. We should do that um, at some point because that okay. sounds amazing. Thank um, you. Meanwhile, I mean, you know, Tony B in this scene is talking about uh, a crazy rasta fuck who's uh, making grilled cheese on the radiator. And, um, you know, that doesn't sound nearly as good, but I, I'll, so, I'd try anything. I'd eat that, too. It sounded pretty good. Yeah. Between the I two mean, newspapers? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, mean, uh, I don't know why he was like, this crazy Rasta fuck. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah, what, what right. are you talking? Is it the cooking style? Because that's what it sounds like, although... 
I get that you're you're in on the inside, so maybe he really did some wild shit. But it's like, well, yeah. come on, let's yeah, my now. Boop, boop. Yeah. Come yeah, and get me grilled cheese. As yeah. he's grilling the cheese, just <laughs> just weirdo. Uh, he was like, this guy's crazy, but makes a hell of a grilled cheese. Oh, it's so good though. Yeah. I mean, I won't um, make no subpar cheese steak, no. <laughs> And you're like, whoa, okay. Him come and teeth me grilled cheese. <laughs> That's wow. Irish. Get lined up. <laughs> oh, it's just me eating grilled cheese over here in Jamaica. <laughs> hoity toity toy. Getting a little bit of extra potatoes. That's All the right. rival grilled cheese guy in jail. <laughs> <laughs> just the Irish man. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of hectic. Yeah. <laughs> There's some grilled cheese wars happening in this fucking cell block. Worse, it's, it's worse not than the good. violence. Worse than the violence. Yeah. Honestly, worse than the violence. Um, Tony Soprano sees uh, Tony B's foot and uh, asks him, hey, what happened to that? And he blames it on uh, two black guys who jumped him outside of a bar. Mm. Um, Typical which, uh, black yeah. stuff, just stomping on mm-hmm. your feet. Yeah, yeah, you know, and the, yeah. Hey, uh, get over here, homie. Ugh, yeah, you know how it is, bro. Fighting with them. You know how you know how like black people are always getting in fights with people and just hitting your foot. Yeah, you know, he probably just... tried to throw a karate kick and he hit his big gold uh, medallion. He was wearing a uh-huh. big clock around his neck, like uh, yeah. Flavor Flav. Yeah, he was just fighting f- Flavor <laughs> Flav. That's the story. It's... Like, really? Wait, what? Okay, so you're yeah. fighting a guy with a big solid gold. Cl- yeah, and then you I know mean, how yeah, it is. Yeah, Tony would absolutely be like, "Yeah, that sounds reasonable." Like all of yeah. these guys, they. I think... mean, Christopher's gotten away with some lazy lies too, so you know. Oh yeah, it feels like about on the same level. And it's funny because it, like none of them actually are. Uh, th- they all seem to have no. Uh, they believe in the racist lies so much, and they mm-hmm. use them so often that they themselves can be suckered by them, which is you know the the weirdest <laughs> yeah. thing. Like the fact that Tony they, like, would just go poisoned themselves. Basically, they did. Yeah. They did because right. like they know they make up stuff all the time. Uh, any violence that they do, they immediately you know is like if anyone asks, black people did it. You know, everyone believes it if right. it's black people. But they know they're making up lies, and it's just crazy that Tony is immediately like, ah, oh, you know fucking with the, all of them locked away making grilled cheese it's, you know right. it's crazy that they have the time to do other things and it's like tony you don't you don't see that this is the biggest <laughs> lie in the world but uh, i know but i think he did that was the whole point of him making that comment yeah i mean i i think for him he didn't really think twice about it i think he just kind of was like all right whatever oh, that's not you how know? i interpreted it at all i interpreted oh, his his like sarcastic response as I don't really believe you because this is exactly the kind of bullshit that you would say. It, it, right. y- yeah, you you could be right, but uh, I I mean one way or another, I don't think he was expecting uh you know what was going to be sort of revealed to him later in the scene with Johnny Sack. So we we next see uh, Tony um you know with Johnny Sack he's. Johnny Sack is confronting him about the fact that Joey Peeps is dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, R.I.P. Joey you know, Peeps. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Joey Peeps. He died in the last episode. He gets shot by Tony B. What's that? You come here too? Yeah, yeah. You come here oh. too? And <laughs> then shot just. that woman in her breast. Yeah, right in the titties. And, that was um, wild. Must have been yeah. silicone everywhere. side note that is maybe one of my favorite poly scenes ever i I, he has so many good ones in this episode it's it's so good but this this one was the one i think i related to the most uh and i have a i have a clip of it but going to johnny sack 
Kid's brains are splattered all over the seat. Joe Peeps? Could have been too much to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the hooker he was with got it in the chest. Must have been silicone everywhere, too. <laughs> Why you always try and top me? You took the air right out of my whole fucking punchline, asshole. <laughs> he clearly is not... <laughs> he has he, he has not recognized the phenomenon of riffing. He just sees no. it as like a zero sum game. No, yeah, it's I just, love it. It's a finite resource. You know what I mean? Like it's so funny. Yeah, it's like stomping on someone's feet who's like trying to get on their like their boat. They're like, get off, get off. Yeah. <laughs> How are you gonna do that to my joke? Uh, just the idea of him being that mad about like taking the air out of uh, out of right. a punchline. Yeah, it's, right. it's God. Just imagine podcasting with Paulie Galtieri. <laughs> he does oh, so many good like two finger pointing in this episode too. Yeah, yeah, whole, He's, yeah. And I think that's another great thing is they underline shit like. This fucking fucked up guy, Polly. He's also the most insecure motherfucker oh, on yeah. Earth. On Earth. Where yeah. he's going like, you fucking stepped on my joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you yeah. get all this, all these fucking dimensions of uh, yeah. these these characters. So you like, didn't yeah, even wait for moment. the... You didn't wait for the laughs to die out. You, <laughs> right. That is just polite to <laughs> wait for the laughs yeah. to die out. Right, right. Back to the golf course. Um, Tony is uh, finding out from Johnny Sack that uh you know he has some doubts about the way that you know joey peeps died i mean i think at this point there's not even an excuse or as to who did it nobody knows what happened they didn't come up with a cover story really right yeah they don't they don't have uh some random black people to uh to blame yet um and then uh we find out that there's a, a little bit of information that got out about the possible culprit uh and i have a clip of that yeah, it's sad when they go young like that. When they go? There's a little carmine behind it. Anything from your cop? Some homeless fuck saw a guy limping away. <coughs> I'll tell you, I don't know how I'm gonna get through Joey's funeral. But forget about Ginny. Every Christmas, Joey'd send her a grandma's a main coffee cake. Whoa, what's wrong? You all right? Wrong. Is it his heart? No, it's this fucking weather, sudden changes. Fucks up your... Respiratory. I like that uh, Johnny Sack is so just instantly prepared to uh, cover for someone else's health issues. That's like one of the main things you learn in the mafia is like how to, you know, if a fat guy collapses, you make excuses for it. Yeah, yeah. It's Fucking just air conditioning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? His arm went Who put down. mustard in this tomato salad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, there's too many clouds in the sky. When there's this many clouds, an electromagnetic field uh, happens, and then uh, fat right. people collapse all over the place. Because it ain't me. Yeah, it ain't me. <laughs> I, I thought, uh, James... It's not gonna happen to me. I can still eat gobble goo. All these guys fucking anti-maskers and shit now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's the same logic where it's like, it ain't me. It's this other crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought the Jim James Gandolfini did like a wonderful job of, uh, you know, like half passing out in that scene. Like the yes. look that he gives uh, the guys as they're as they're trying to like help him up, where. He's like kind of with it, but like he's not fully right. there yet, and he's kind of looking at him like you. Know, I don't know, sort of like a helpless yeah. child in a way. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought he did a really good job. No, like right did. after that, he has like get him some electrolytes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's what plants crave. <laughs> yeah, it got what Tony craves. Hey Vince. Hey Matt. 
As you know, Vince, I love old internet memes. Remember the early internet's obsession with Chuck Norris jokes? I do remember that. Here's one. When Chuck Norris went to college, he told his father, now you're the man of the house. <laughs> why Why do you bring this up? Well, I was thinking about those old memes, and I started thinking, I wonder what Chuck Norris is doing right now. What has he been up to? You know, I actually know the answer to that, Matt. Yeah, I recently saw a health video he made, and I was surprised. He's in his 80s. And he still seems to have energy and health. You know, I saw the very same video, Vince, and in it he says he's even stronger, has more stamina, and plenty of energy left over for his grandkids since making one simple health change that helps his digestion and nutrition. That's almost too powerful to contemplate, but yes. uh, it's true. He says he still feels like he's in his 50s. Uh, his wife made the same change, and she's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger and has energy all day. Uh, I am way younger than them, and I have energy for about two hours a day. Uh, and the problem is, you know, that many of us do not include fruits and vegetables and other herbs that increase health and energy in our own diets. Chuck Norris made a special video that explains how he incorporated these things with one simple product. I love special videos, and you can watch it too by going to mymorningkick.com slash podyourself, and it may change your approach to your own health. Once again, that's M-Y-M-O-R-N-I-N-G-K-I-C-K.com slash podyourself, mymorningkick.com slash podyourself. Go there now and watch this very special Chuck Norris video. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But yeah, uh, you know, Tony is passing out because uh, that's, you know, that's the moment where he's putting the pieces together and he's realizing that uh, his cousin Tony B definitely did that shit. Um, but uh, yeah, so fucking, you know, uh, the, the the New York uh, kind of like sack v. Lil Carmine Wars is, I think, a fantastic storyline in this episode. <laughs> Um, you know, starting obviously with the, you know, the death of jo Joey Peeps, but then going into um, uh, Angelo worrying about how they really shouldn't have hit Joey Peeps. There's a scene with the amazing Lil Carmine, who is just uh, he's just a malapropism like my like gold mine. Yeah. You know, and this, this it was like great, the great because they didn't even really have him do malapropisms as more. No, just like, yeah, he just. Uh, he does like cop speak or he does like the corporate version of cop speak where he's trying to yeah. sound way smarter than he clearly is and ends up saying <laughs> yeah. absolutely nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I have a, a clip of, of the scene with Lil Carmine. 
point I'm trying to illustrate is that, of course, no one wants all-out conflict. But historically, historical changes have come out of war. We could have had a sit down. This isn't the UN, Angelo. I won't let what happened to my father happen to me. God forgive me. But you may be a stronger man than your dad was. The fundamental question is, will I be as effective as a boss like my dad was? And I will be. Even more so, but until I am, it's going to be hard to verify that I think I'll be more effective. <laughs> so good. It's like when a cop is like, well, we ascertained the the suspect yeah. and I followed, I trailed with my vehicle as he went yeah. inside the edifice. And you're like, okay, right. buddy, you're not sounding smarter here. I promise. There still you. wasn't enough time for me to uh, analyze the yeah. different permutations <laughs> act, 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 actively. It was like, to come to bro, a determination. Bro, you are ordering a chicken sandwich right now. Just yes. say what you want. Like, everything just is more confusing. All right. Uh, a, numero, a numero quattro. <laughs> Thanks, officer. That's all you got to say. Uh, but, yeah, fucking, like, little Carmine is, I mean, he's really coming into his own in this season. It's just, like, the... In a, in a show about, like, kind of the dumbest guys you've ever met... Um, <laughs> It, like him being like the dumbest in that show is uh it makes him on par for like maybe dumbest character in television history you know he's <laughs> just like his 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 level of attempting to sound like an intellectual it's funny to me because i think it like it also mirrors a little bit of like finn and meadow yes mm -hmm. in, exactly in, in, in terms of like the like for these guys just trying to sound smart is the same as you know having any intellect or insight you know um and uh yeah so we've got uh you know s skipping over to a little bit of uh, what's going on with uh Finn and Meadow and Tony um you know this is the episode where we see i think probably the best written um college relationship fights <laughs> that I, I I've, I've ever seen yeah i don't know if, right were you guys in these kinds of relationships when when you were younger because yeah, yeah where everybody's like afraid to say something and it's just like <laughs> this would end if one of you would just make any kind of decision here or yeah you know, i was in one where it's like you think i'm stupid because i believe in god <laughs> you know like and i was like yeah Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> they're like Ralph's parking lot, like buying Malibu rum and like a fucking box of tuna helper. This is the weirdest shit. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean, you know, it just. I think oh, the no, thing no, that no, resonated no. with me is when you're when you're like 22 or 23, and like everybody's everybody's like career and life plans are completely unformed, and like you can kind of go in any direction. But then you add mm -hmm. another person to that mix, and like you. Like whatever, uh, like life plan you make is going to offend the other person somehow, or is it where, <laughs> yeah. he's, right. where he's like, maybe I should be a photographer, and she's like, oh what, like I'm not good enough for you, right. or like I, 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 I didn't go on my junior year study abroad, so like because I cared about this relationship so much, like <laughs> all of your life plans are basically wrapped up in this like clearly doomed relationship. But uh, right. Yeah. Where, right. where where both of you, your thought is like, like deep inside, your thought is, I don't want to do this. 
I don't want to do this mm. relationship. I don't want to be here. Fuck. And I don't know how to communicate anything. I don't know how to communicate. <laughs> yeah. I'm so afraid Not even to of myself. hurting you. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's like the, the just feeling stuck as a 19-year-old in a relationship is the funniest thing as someone yeah. who's in his 30s now. I'm just <laughs> right. like, man, I could have gotten out so many <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah. But I was just like, like the door I don't was know what happened. open. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What I, are you going to do? Leave? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can I come if you work. want. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. What did yeah. I say? Wanting it to work in something where you just do not want it to it's yeah, right. it is and then rather than actually being able to say no i don't want to be in a relationship you're like okay so how do i just fuck this up to make them yes. yeah it's like you can't yes. yeah it's like your self-image as a good person uh is somehow uh it's shattered by you saying that you don't want to be in a relationship yeah. anymore even though you clearly don't so you just yeah. like right keep struggling on right yeah <laughs> Yeah, it is so weird. It is absolutely though about your self-image as a good person, mm-hmm. uh, right. and and that is definitely what's going on between these two. Um, we've got this fucking amazing scene where um, Finn is talking about uh, you know they're they're living in this like fucking hot ass apartment with a shitty AC mm-hmm. uh, in New York, and uh, I will say like nothing stresses a relationship. As someone who was in a relationship sharing a terrible apartment in New York. Oh boy. Yeah, that's when square footage really comes in handy. Right. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But uh yeah, I mean, these guys are the things that they are arguing about um and not making decisions over are, are fantastic. Finn just doesn't want to get a job um doing anything that he thinks is beneath him. Yep. And uh immediately just blames it on he does like the liberal version of what all of these gangsters are doing is he blames it on minorities as mm-hmm. to why he doesn't want to get a job at mcdonald's right. um these mcjobs yeah. out there but it's yeah the, it's yeah it's the uh, altruistic version what the lady at student placement say yeah i never went down there why didn't you this economy hello i mean even the crappiest mcjobs aren't there besides i wouldn't want to take away a job minority could i blame it on some black guys I mean, maybe I should go back out. I can work as a PA for Josh's dad. Is that what you want? No. I gave up junior year abroad. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. no. Well, he just said <laughs> <laughs> immediately defensive. No. Why would no. you think I want that? <laughs> yeah. So we could be together. I know, and I want to stay here. I could come out west with you. You just said it like she. I mean, sorry. It's just like he just just asked, like you could come out, and he's like, I gave up junior year abroad, and then she's like, I could come out with you though, right? <laughs> yeah, she's. That's mm-hmm. the best part is like she's simultaneously offended that he would consider moving, and then also offended that she can't move with him. Right. Well, because he doesn't say, you know, he, that he wants her to like right. good enough. You know, uh, she. He says like, if you want. And then she's like, no, you have to say you want me there. And, the, and it's like, <laughs> oh, God, just you just want to yell at these two people. You want to take them aside and just be like, just break up. Right. Just break up. <laughs> yeah. right. Neither of you want this. Neither of you yeah. need this. You are codependent uh, because you think there's nothing else out there. That's How it. the fuck do you guys keep slamming your heads into the wall over and over? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. He, uh, like his position on not getting a low paying job. Reminds me of uh, the golfer Bryson DeChambeau, who is mm-hmm. kind of a, a dumb meathead. He's from Clovis, uh, but they were asking him about getting uh, the COVID vaccine, 
And uh, his dodge was like, oh, well, you know, I'm young and healthy. I wouldn't want to take a vaccine away from someone who's like older and like needs it more. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> buddy, it's like, not how it works, but okay. Yeah, right. you're like, yeah that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good um, cover, but yeah, bud. Yeah. But uh, yeah, then they get into a fight about, uh, well, they don't fight. They, uh, they just, they none of them will make a decision on what movie to see either, which is just, it's just one of those. <laughs> just the way she rolls her eyes where she's like, ugh. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not sure what Meadow is thinking in that, in that particular moment. I think part of, part of you is supposed to interpret that as like, you know what she needs? She needs a good strong man, you know, not some fucking cuck. Like that's mm-hmm. like kind of the feeling right. that I got from it. Um, but I also was just like, Meadow, you're doing this too. So what are you rolling your eyes <laughs> yeah. at for? <laughs> she just she she simultaneously wants to be like this, you know, independent, um, liberal, you know, NPR tote bag woman, and she wants to be like held someone to hold her hand and tell her what movies we're gonna go see and cut her steak for her. You know, she's kind yeah. of the well, it's, that's the like, culture she grew up with. So, and also, yeah. like at that age, dude, if everything's a fucking contradiction, like no, yeah, you're so off your shit trying to figure out what the fuck is going on yeah and god my favorite (laughs) my favorite thing about the way they fight is that uh she like he's like it's like 3 a.m i can't fight anymore and she's like no we have to resolve this yeah oh yeah that is that's one of the greatest go to sleep when we're going through this (laughs) yeah like like, oh my god i've been there three (laughs) are you fucking serious and we keep talking in circles Oh, I fucking I I love that so much. I uh, we'll we'll get to that scene in a second, but we we got to get to uh, Finn getting a job at a construction site, uh, working with all these uh, you know very pleasant goombas. Um, and we get to uh, we get to see um, number one, we get to see Finn come out as a Padres fan, um, which I thought you know beautiful touch. Brave. Um, you know, it's uh, especially in a. In a New Jersey construction site, you know, all these people are just uh, kind of laughing at his team. And uh, you can tell that Vito's kind of taking a shine to him a little bit. Um, and then we get uh, Paulie meeting Finn for the first time, not knowing who he is. And um, it's just another fantastic Paulie scene. Hey, Shaggy, grab a bucket and some lights off. Scrub off my tires. There's fucking dog shit all over by the end. I'm supposed to be picking up scrap. You'll be picking up your teeth in another second. <laughs> Go! Before it sets in a trench. <laughs> before it sets in a trench. Meadow Soprano. That's her boyfriend. There he is. <laughs> I can't find any Lysol. Don't worry about it. Why didn't you tell me you would date my niece? Hey, you take her someplace nice. Make sure you tell it's from Uncle Paul. Thank you. I- that's really nice. Hey, give me that shit. Polly! Come here. I like that he's uh, going to force that job on little Polly. Um, probably right. as revenge for him stepping on his punchline, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. right. You never forget. You never yeah. forget about that. You never forget about that shit. I also yeah. like yeah. that uh, Finn has learned his lesson about when a mob guy like shoves money at you. It's like, just, just take it. Because they yes. want you to be mutually culpable, they do not want you, uh, you know, like yeah. you can you can have the you, you can have the money and be in part of the circle, or you can uh, deny yourself and, and you know immediately look, look like a narc in front of them all. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, it, yeah, that turn was also amazing. Just to oh, yeah, there he is. You know, uh, yeah. just, <laughs> just not nothing good about him, but still, he knows he's all playing. He's always playing optics. Yeah, I mean, it was just like literally three seconds later after telling him that he was going to knock his teeth out if he didn't clean off the doo-doo from the tires. He is just like, hey, what do you know? What do you say? There yeah. he is. Hey, little buddy. <laughs> there, there he is, the guy who I threatened with physical <laughs> violence for a second ago. Like, what? Yeah, and, uh, you know, fucking, uh, it's... It's just like one of my favorite things about Paulie is he's so transparent in like mm-hmm. every transaction because like every relationship is a transactional relationship and like he has he doesn't have any like tact when it comes to that shit. No. So his immediate turn to just like who's my new best friend? Right. It's just like mm, God, I fucking love that. But guy. it's like it's like Donald Trump esque in that like the lack of any pretense is almost charming in a way like you know most yeah. people would try to disguise that thing but he just will have these turns and he's like yes all of my relationships are transactional everybody who does <laughs> otherwise is just a phony right? yeah 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 he uh he's just keeping it real by uh immediately giving finn money and <laughs> and being like please tell tell meadow that i gave money so don't, that don't talk about the knocking your teeth out shit, yeah right? exactly yeah and, yeah yeah and here's money to say not to say that I'm... yeah straight up hush money <laughs> like let's pretend this never happened uh and uh yeah so <laughs> and then yeah there's so many good things at the job site like you've like we haven't talked about the girl at the job site who Felicia. Finn, Finn notices her when she's bent over and she's got like the whale tail uh tramp mm. stamp combination, which was yeah just With classic. The aggressive yeah, piece. classic yeah. Like, early two thousands stuff. The the whole um Felicia scene is is great because uh I mean, number one, he is uh, aggressively hitting on her. Mm-hmm. Like Asking her about her, you know, do you have a boyfriend and whatnot? T- talking trash about Meadow right in front of her, like it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, if uh, if it wasn't obvious before that he wanted to get out of that relationship, uh, I felt like the moment where he's just like, "Do you have a boyfriend?" to Felicia <laughs> right. was yeah. was the moment. Um, unfortunately for uh, you know for Finn, this. Um, He's going to be stuck in this relationship for a while uh, because, uh, well, first, you know, he sees some violence for the first time ever in his life. Uh, he's uh, he's he's led a pretty sheltered existence, and he uh, he sees a uh, a gay joke going very very wrong when Eugene Pontecorvo um, smashes little Polly with a, a bottle. That skank I saw you with. This girl's fucking mustache, it must have been like kissing a fireman. <laughs> well, you ought to know, sweetie. <laughs> What'd you say? I like how they all We're react to that. Balls. Like like going too far was him <laughs> using like a effeminate voice during yeah. the ball busting. They're like, whoa, why why'd you use that affect? Yeah. Yeah, right. That was kinda what are you trying little, to say, bro. A little too theatrical over here. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, it's one thing for me to say that your girlfriend looks like a man. Yeah. It's another thing entirely for you to say that I am currently making out with a fireman. Like, and like, I, yeah. that's just what like offends the choice. Him. Just weird. Yeah. Like, you get like sort of like overly effeminate with it. And, like, <laughs> just boil it down to a stereotype. You know, just what was I don't, that, bro. Yeah, you got to bring act outs into this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! 
The dogs liked your joke too, dude. Yeah, they love it. Take a piss. Do me a favor, huh? Hold this. I knew that was coming. You're right. I'm sorry. I meant to hit you in the fucking mouth. You've been sick all day. Why don't you take the day off? What about him? When these civilians calls the cops. What? I think I seen a couple of black guys running that way. Oh, yeah, those two guys. Once again, blaming black people for violence that they just directly did. The un um, the undisguised glee at the violence is the best part, where everybody's like, oh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> like you're yeah, in a yeah. sitcom, and the guy's, yeah. not, the guy's not bleeding from the eye. <laughs> they had the same reaction to like the studio, like when the studio audience sees Kramer go into Seinfeld's house. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was just like, all right. We well, well, you know this is going to be good. That's like yeah. a, a base, basic uh, observation about the mafia is like that their whole life revolves around not working and just sort of sitting around and like when you do that waiting for something cool to happen yeah you're basically right. waiting for like petty gossip between uh your boys and something to happen and so when it does it's like woo, bunch of hooting monkeys all of a sudden <laughs> yeah yeah this is uh i mean this is what they live for this is the type of uh violence that they love um and uh finn is new to it finn is like at dinner with meadow you know freaking out about the fact that he saw eugene do some violence and meadow is you know basically eugene punch a corpse. yeah him he's so sweet you know <laughs> and he's like, and he says something like oh they were like animals laughing at it and she had this look on it like wow that was really problematic of you to say right <laughs> and uh i was just like you could slowly see uh meadow turning into janice in this episode you know what I mean? Like yeah. the way that Janice kind of uses kind of uh, vaguely liberal statements, uh, you know, either about like fucking, you know, politically liberal or like about wellness or whatnot, all as like a pretense to do some like fucking horrific shit. It's mm -hmm. like you can tell that Meadow is now um, like she's going to be more offended about the fact that he would compare these guys to animals. Right. Uh, then uh, about the fact that they literally uh, almost blinded little Polly right in front of him. Um, right. And uh, yeah, and she that's when she has the line that you named this episode after uh, Vince, where she <laughs> basically excuses the I actions. Love, I love that she does like a sociology twist on him where she she tries to jujitsu right. him with like grad level courses where she's like you know it's really about the poverty of the mezzogiorno and, and right uh, <laughs> where all higher power was corrupt yeah and it's just like he hit him in the fucking eye with a bottle yeah what? What? like read this... history finn you know about this yeah can't believe you'd be so ignorant about your own people yeah, he, she, she'd be like, if she were on Twitter, she'd be one of those people who, like, would just, she would just tweet, like, he shouldn't have had his eyes so close to bottles, to be honest. Like, that's, right. like, that would be the tone of it. Like, just this weird victim blamey bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it couched and, in something, like, you know, actually... Right. Actually, this is terrible for the Afghan women, and, uh, right. should, you know... Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, she also in that, in that very same scene, um, talks about, uh, her ex-boyfriend, uh, Jackie Jr. Who got killed by, um, so drug dealers. Am I wrong for like a few episodes ago? Didn't, uh, Ro no. Rose blame it on Chinese people? 
No, uh, we got an email about that. Uh, turns out we just didn't uh, have the subtitles on. No, uh, in, in my subtitles, it definitely said the C word. Oh, it did? Okay. Yes. Well, well, it could have been a wrong subtitle, but uh, in, in, from the email that we got, it, it sounded like it was a uh, another racial slur, but for black people is is what they said. So, I mean, as far as I knew that this was uh, blamed another on... another racial slur. Yeah. No, one way or another, it was a racial slur. Uh, just we, we're... Right now, we're not settled on which race that Roe was blaming the death was of Jackie blamed. Jr. on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that at this point... It, if it was like uh, Roe said Asians and fucking Meadow just said black people like that is it doesn't I mean, matter. They're not white. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. It has nothing to do with my family. It has nothing to do with uh, Italian Americans. And even if it did, the Mezzogiorno poverty, <laughs> you know, is real bad. So like, I don't even know why you'd bring that up. I like how um, that she had to call it something like romantic and not just say like Southern Italy. It's like, oh, no. The yeah, poverty yeah, of right. the mezzogiorno. Yeah, well, she's, she's like, smart. Yeah, like incels are really just victims of like <laughs> hyper masculinity that were perpetrated like through the media and like yeah. really like whoa. Yeah. You're actually really showing your privilege by uh, objecting to someone getting glassed with a bottle in the eye. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like that is it's uh, wow. Really classist. It's really classist for you not to see that. It's part of their culture. They were laughing about oh, it because it's yeah. cool. Not bathing is actually ableist, so right, <laughs> exactly. Um, so then uh, later on, uh, Finn is at a bonfire, and he's like, "I gotta leave early because I gotta go to work," and that's when we have the uh, the greatest reveal um, in Sopranos history, uh, according to Vince. And I think you're right about this. This is probably the the greatest twist is we see uh, Vito Spadafore giving a blowjob to a security guard, eating um, eating a eating the meat hoagie. Yeah, mm -hmm. just like fucking, just going ape on uh, this dude's cannoli, uh -huh. and uh, trying to suck the cream out of the cannoli. trying to suck the cream straight <laughs> out the cannoli, <laughs> and um, you know, and what a mouth on him! I mean, I bet he'd do a yeah. great job. Um, it really leads into like this uh, the situation between Finn and Vito, where it's like half gay panic, half mafia terror, and boy, mm -hmm. wonderful, yeah. Yeah, it it's is a fine line to be walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh and uh we get this great confrontation later um in which uh where in which Finn is uh just, you know, casually taking a pee in in uh porta potty, opens the door and sees uh Vito standing right in front of him and they have a a great little scene together. Finn Detrolio, my arch nemesis. You know you can call me Vito. Yeah, I know. So say it. Let me hear you say, what's up, Vito? <laughs> what's up, Vito? Not much, Finn. Except I got a little surprise for you. Two tickets to see your Padres take a beating from the Yanks tonight. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Third baseline. Plus, it's bat night. <laughs> I fucking love that it's bat it's night. It's bat night. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you love it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Ooh. Just like, plus, everyone gets a free weapon. That's really nice, Vito, but I I'm, don't know if I can... Don't pull that all shuck shit with me. You're fucking going. See you under the bat tonight. Seven shop. I don't like to miss the national anthem. Mm. 
Yes. Had his ass waiting. Yeah, yeah. Had and his he's, ass waiting. He fucking stands him up. And uh, mm. the bold the, move, the, by the way. Yeah, it is a bold yeah. move. I mean, I think what was interesting about it to me was that, like, I understand not showing up because uh, it does sound like he's about to murder his ass, right? Mm, I felt like it was just like, oh, you think that was what it was? Yeah, to me, I like I just read it as like no. a gut level, like, ooh, I want to avoid this scary situation at all costs whereas like i don't know well, I, yeah i assumed he was just gonna take him to that game and sort of be like hey man uh i'm gonna <laughs> he's probably i thought he was gonna take him to that game and threaten his life but maybe maybe you're right maybe he was mm. actually planning to kill him no I, I i don't think he was planning to kill him i think that finn thought he is pl- he this is all a ruse for him to fucking kill me i'm about to get offed oh yeah that's and what yeah finn thinks you're saying that's yeah. what finn's thinking what i and, and that's what i was thinking as i was watching the show i remember for the first time i was like oh fuck finn is about to get whacked that's crazy mm-hmm. and the to me the second great twist in the episode is seeing Vito standing outside of of the the baseball field with his tickets, like where is he? And just getting re- really mad because when he looks at him and he's like, ah, yeah, like, like hits God the damn it, it's like come yeah. on, fool. I love, I fucking love that because it's just like, no, he really was gonna go and take him to a baseball game, and maybe yeah, he was gonna threaten his life, yeah, uh, yeah. At, at the baseball game, but uh, yeah, there's Light threats for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely not wouldn't have left the baseball game without like being told basically what would happen if he ever opened his mouth. But it's kind uh, of like a weird spot, you know, because Vito doesn't want to get outed. Right. But then Finn, you can't exactly threaten because he's with Meadow. Right. You know, it, like if if he suddenly like was like, yo, Meadow, this dude threatened me and that got to Tony, then it'd be like, well, what the fuck's going on? It does so, make you wonder what he would have done. I like, think he probably would have bribed him. Yeah, I I assume you would have bribed them. Um, there's always part of me that would it, like is that hopes that he would have been like, if you say anything about this, I could get killed. Like you know, this will get him killed. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and and it just uh, I don't know. There's the way it was handled by Meadow and Finn. I thought was uh, fucked up. Finn tells her because he's tired of holding it in and and uh, you know yeah. suffering this. Like having her mad at him for reasons that he can't explain, so he just tells her. Yeah, because yeah. he got a suitcase out. He and, did. Yeah, I mean, I think with that whole thing, like the two of them, you know, like Janice too, she does the thing where they just need to be slightly smarter than the people around them to yeah. sort of get their sense of like moral superiority despite them being in the thick of it. Right. And yeah, like and you see that play out even with how they navigate all these problems too. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, I at this point, um, what I love about like the the next scene is that in the fight scene between uh, Finn and and Meadow, like Finn basically he straight up tells her like I saw him blowing a dude, and uh, and he is gonna fucking kill me, and he gets out a suitcase, and she makes it entirely about that, and not at all. <laughs> About the about fact what, that, yeah. like, no, he actually that this is a very dangerous thing for him to have seen. Yeah, a- and she even like she justifies she's uh, she doesn't justify it, but she's like kind of in denial about it. Where she's like, he is a married man, which he I'm like, she, yeah, again, yeah. more. I can't believe it. You, yeah, Jean, <laughs> yeah, Vito, yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. Just another another version of just like you you expect her to be like, 
the poverty of the Mezzo di Giorno also <laughs> yeah. made it so that some dudes like suck on each other's dicks and it's not even gay though. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you should really like, think before you speak, Finn. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, and then they get into like just the the funniest fucking fight scenes that turns into an engagement ever. And uh, <laughs> I, I have a clip of that. But you got out of suitcase. It's my process, okay? In the action of getting out the suitcase, I was thinking. Thinking of leaving. No. Well, yes, but I'm still here. I didn't go. Fuck you. There was no abundant intentionality in me getting out the suitcase. I can leave too, you know, my friend Hunter's in Montreal. Can we just stop fighting? You got out a suitcase! I'll put it back, okay? Two thousand years later. Mom, I'm engaged. What? <laughs> the fact that it ends in engagement uh, is just is so oh there's you know when you're in just that shitty relationship and both of you are just so afraid to break up that like mm -hmm. the only thing you can think of is like well what if we got married <laughs> there's uh, there's always those kind of fights that can either end in a breakup or a marriage yeah yeah right, right, right. You're like, something drastic needs to happen, and I am so afraid of being alone. The only drastic thing I can do is marry you at this point. Step it, it up. Step, Let's yeah, go. <laughs> it's like just double down on the relationship. I feel like at least two of my friends' marriages have occurred this way. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like that thing where like, if you're a fuck up, you like have it in your back pocket where you're like, dude, if I got to, then I'm not to just fucking <laughs> yeah. get engaged, man, to get through this shit. Because like, that's the only thing I can do that'll be like, okay, I can forget everything else you just said. Yeah, like, I yeah. know I wasn't cheating. That was my process. You know what I mean? And I wasn't doing with the abundant intentionality, having sex with them. You know what? That just made me realize I love you. You know what? Let's get married. Yeah. You marry me? Like, that's the kind of thinking. Yes. I feel like that hype, that sort of panicked engagement yeah. uh, deployment works. Yeah, it really is. And it's like kind of, uh, I don't know. It's just like a, it's a God tier uh, manipulation move where mm -hmm. you're just like, how can you be mad at me at one of the most beautiful moments in our lives? Right. You know, it's just like, uh, you, you, like it got her to stop fighting and right. that's essentially all he really wanted. She uh, and case then. Yeah, exactly. And so that was uh, beautiful. And that's, that's how that storyline ends. Um, real quick, the storyline with Carm is, uh, essentially just her trying to get a divorce from Tony and that being uh, relatively impossible. And he's so like, that that was interesting because that was sort of the reverse where like I feel like if Tony would have just come in the house after them having sex, she wouldn't be filing for divorce. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, that it seemed like at that moment, you know, after they had just hooked up in the pool at the party last episode and she was, I think, kind of looking forward to them, like being together again a little like maybe I don't know, like maybe he was going to make an attempt and just the act of her of him not going into the house yeah to visit. embarrassing right. her in front of her friend in front of gabby that alone was just like i gotta get the fuck out of this thing the only reason you have anything is because of my fucking sweat and you know every step of the way exactly how it works but you walk around that fucking mansion your 500 dollars shoes and your diamond rings and you act like butter wouldn't melt in your mouth and you don't want it to get ugly too late I want what I am entitled to. You're entitled to shit. She's ready to order. He's not without a point there. 
No, he's without a point. No, he's not. She knew what he was doing all along. Sure, but yeah, but I think she's entitled to have some kind of. Oh, she's abs- entitled abs- to his material, absolutely. Life. But she's also, I don't know, the way that she sort of. Uh, she is framing she, it. She's like, frame, she frames it to where like she has no responsibility for his lifestyle. Whereas, but right, she has right. been she has been living off his proceeds for like yeah. half oh a hundred percent. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But you know, uh, him not having a tax return in in order to like get an equitable distribution of assets is like her big issue right now and all the lawyers she's going to are like nah you know tony already poisoned the well and (laughs) that whole that whole storyline ends with um a um forensic accountant getting scared off and uh her realizing that this is going to be much more difficult realizing oh yeah he is actually kind of good at this mafia stuff right right, yeah and her you know getting a call from finn and (laughs) fucking meadow being like we're marrying and immediately why don't you get a job finn got a job yeah "Yeah, okay (laughs) just looking at tony in the pool and crying (laughs) (laughs) a a fantastic ending um yeah (laughs) and uh that is that's essentially the episode um you know let's uh just real quick um we got a favorite or least favorite scene or a scene that we uh, didn't mention vince yeah i i mean i guess i i guess it has to be i knew that was coming the way they're all yeah 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 pretty good um what about you miles anything uh favorite least favorite something we didn't mention uh maybe like just a little oh the you know uh, Joe Peeps, his headstone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. At the so fucking good. funeral, and like, is this again another brilliant Sopranos moment? Yeah. Where it's a it's a fucking funeral, but they somehow make it a fucking hilarious. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. He's dyslexic. He's dyslexic. <laughs> his last name's Pepperelli. Like, what does that have to do yeah. with it? It's such a I, sitcom joke, and the Sopranos totally makes it yeah, work. Like they, on a they pull it off so yeah. good, and and just uh, like yeah, the he's dyslexic, and he's like, what the fuck does that have anything? <laughs> to do it about yeah. it's just like i don't know another way to say that like uh he's fucking stupid yeah I don't oh know. yeah that yeah. and again just finn puking at- <laughs> it's just yeah. so funny to me of like man you're not built for this shit at all yeah. Yeah. Just literally puking <laughs> and i don't mean to say like obviously it's traumatic for him but there's just something sure. funny where it's like him as the str- like the baseline again like juxtaposed against what the sopranos is is like yeah. A normal guy would puke at the sight of how these people act. And yeah. like, I kind of like that. I I almost feel like there's part of me, too, though, that's like, I mean, he must have seen some violence before in his life. The fact that he's puking to me is <laughs> like it's a mixture of seeing the violence and then also like the response. Like it's people laughing at the violence that really like <laughs> oh, and realizing, like, oh. that, realizing that that's his, his social circle now. Right. Right. Yeah. That's got to be. uh Pretty frightening. Um, my uh, yeah, my favorite scene. Um, my, my actually, I think one of my favorite scenes is just um, the last Melfi and Tony scene, where Tony Tony finally admits what happened years ago with Tony B, where he the reason that he missed the fucking um, hijacking was it it wasn't black guys that it was uh, you know his mother made him faint. What is it, Anthony? All right, the night he got pinched, I had a fucking panic attack, all right? From my mother, goddammit. All right, just relax. And your cousin doesn't know this. Oh, I lied. What am I going to tell him? 
had a fight with my mother and I, and I fainted. It's just like one of those like classic soprano scenes that is both hilarious and fucking just uh just showcases some of the range that uh james gandolfini has because he's just oh it's just so good um that that i think is my my favorite scene yeah the only thing that least favorite just real quick was uh shots of the bear when um uh karm is on the phone just like that's too much um like i get it I understand yeah. the bear is a symbol. You know, this is from, you know, the, the season or the, the first episode of the season. Hey, a bear showing up. Uh, that's supposed to be Tony and impending doom. And it's like, I don't need the bear to be back in the backyard to right. know that this is a tense situation. Ugh. Yeah, that was and that was the biggest flaw. That was the biggest flaw. But mm. other than that, perfect episode. If I had to rate it, perfect. I uh I mean, it really is fucking perfect. It's like pitch perfect. Um, so I'd give it a B plus. Vince, what would you give it? Yeah, perfect episode. Definitely a solid B plus. Solid B plus. All right, uh, Miles, if you had to rate this episode with like a letter grade, what would you give it? Perfect episode. Um, and yeah, I mean, and that that's a that's a B plus for me. That's a yeah. I I think we all agree. Solid B plus of an episode. And a solid A-plus of an episode of Pod Yourself a Gun. Miles, great. Thank you so much for coming on the pod Thank again, for having dude. me. Thank you for having me. I'm all, again, I'm this is all I want to talk about. So thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. and, the, the, and the planets aligned for that to be the episode that was queued up already on my shit. So yeah, yeah. it all worked out. It, we weren't in any way um, spying on you to see what episode you left off on. No, no. No, we no. wouldn't. Where, 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 I hope not. No, definitely not. Where okay. would people find you on the internet, Miles? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. And, you know, check out Daily Zeitgeist. Or if you like trash reality, check out 420 Day Fiance mm. uh, with Sophia out. Alexandra. Yeah. Oh, it's a great show. Both of those shows are fantastic. Check them out immediately. Patreon.com slash Frogcast, where you can get all the bonus episodes where me and uh, Vince talk about other things that aren't The Sopranos. Um, And the $8 tier gets you a shout out. So far this week, we have a couple of really great shout outs. The first one is from Dan Kennedy. Oh, Dan Kennedy. One of the Kennedy clan. We call him Camelot. You know, he's uh, he's (laughs) American royalty. Chappaquiddick seemed like too long for a nickname. (laughs) <laughs> Fair enough. Dan Camelot, not Chappaquiddick Kennedy. That is your nickname. And next we have Eric Wilder. Wilder. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we call this guy. We call this guy Van Wilder. He's he's, he's Ryan Reynolds in it up out there. He's Hell not yeah. going to class. He's he's just dangerously hijinxy. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's his thing. I Let like it. Those it. are... Those are perfectly good nicknames for people worth every penny, I'm sure. Frogcast at gmail.com. Email us for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince, what is the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All right, everybody. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, don't stop believing. Don't blame it on the privilege. Don't blame it on a hate crime. Don't blame it on Italians. Blame it on some black guys. Don't blame it on the white guys. Don't blame it on the mob wives. Don't blame it on my dad's crimes. Blame it on some black guys. What up, bitch? What up, bitch? What up, bitch? My name is L.A. Mac. What up, bitch? What up, bitch? Flat, 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 flat. Yo, yeah, bitch. What up? Oh, fuck. 
yeah, bitch, all right, uh, gonna freestyle a little bit, you ready for this shit, uh, yeah, Michael Jackson's one of the worst people I've ever seen in a movie about guys who are pedophiles, uh, and he's one of the worst men, <laughs> oh, fuck, okay, I can do this, all right, let's do this, uh, yo, Michael Jackson, he's a pedophile, and come on, I can do better than this, I know I'm good at this, all right, uh, he's one of the worst people in the world, and, uh, fucking shit, all right, um, <sighs> fuck him. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> 